the beauty of indian politics and of course i say beauty because i am a i am an interested party i have a western interest i am a journalist so more messy politics is more fun it is for me as a journalist so that's the reason i say the beauty of indian politics is that you can never predict where a new fire will be lit now the last place where you may have expected a fire to be lit these days in this period might have been bihar until about a week back now you can have two views on it one yes we agree with you and second you must be out of your mind to be saying this because knowing bihar how can you ever be sure that a fire will not be lit there at any point of time now the fact is that bihar has many elements of continuity and one of which is nitish kumar now even the new fire that's been lit in bihar brings about a big change in bihar but one thing doesn't change and it hasn't changed since 2005 since the early winter of 2005 that the chief minister of bihar remains nitish kumar and will continue to remain nitish kumar because governments will come and governments will go governments will fall alliances will change but nitish kumar will be chief minister and that's what has happened once again nitish kumar and his party jdu they have broken away from their long time allies the bjp but it's not as if both have not two timed each other but long time allies the bjp and he has now gone with rjd rjd that is lalu yadav's party now essentially run by his son by his favorite son tejashwi yadav and also congress and others who are part of the same alliance uh, or who are part of the anti bjp group so together now with rjd rjd was the single largest party in last assembly elections it got 75 seats today it has 80 because it won a by election and remember asaduddin owaisi had won five seats the last time that had made quite a stir in bihar particularly in northern bihar which has a large muslim population in the course of time four of his mlas had defected to rjd so those four are also there so rjd has 80 now the total strength of bihar assembly is 243 once vacant right now so it's 242 so 122 is majority so just between the yadav families rjd and nitish's party presuming that it stays together it is 123 so they have enough on their own but they've also got the congress they've got party called hum that that was set up by jitendra ram manji who briefly became chief minister when nitish resigned it was still his government but he made jitendra ram manji chief minister because he took moral responsibility in 2014 for his party doing very badly in parliament elections so jitendra manji has four then the left parties have about 18 19 in bihar so together this is almost a big block of 159 which is anti bjp so 159 out of 242 is almost two thirds majority it's a lot of majority and unlikely that this will break up so big change in bihar bjp goes out of power which is quite a bummer for the bjp because they just wrested power in maharashtra in a dramatic manner maharashtra is the second largest state in terms of the, its importance in indian politics because it sends the second largest number of mps to national parliament the third most important is west bengal right and then you have bihar 
and Tamil Nadu. West Bengal, Bihar, Tamil Nadu, these are the three states in the ballpark of 40 MPs in the Lok Sabha. So they are the next most, most important after Maharashtra. So for the BJP, they got one, they got Maharashtra and they lost Bihar. So this is a big change in national politics as well. Yet one thing hasn't changed and is unlikely to change going ahead. I suspect up to 2025 until the next election, although you can never tell in today's politics, that is that Nitish Kumar will remain the chief minister of Bihar. Now look at Nitish Kumar and we've talked about him earlier. There was episode 165, if I remember correctly, there was also episode 586. It's almost as if once a year we have to talk about Nitish Kumar. And usually when we talk about Nitish Kumar, it's about Nitish Kumar make, making a switch from one side to the other. Maybe a couple of times we've talked about what I think is his nutty policy of prohibition. And I do hope that the new coalition at least will insist with him that he changes that policy, that he, that he restores sanity there. But that is, let me not get distracted there. The fact is that without him, you cannot set up a government in Bihar. Now, what kind of a phenomenon is Nitish Kumar? In the past, I've used various descriptions for him, but all of them have been proven wrong. So there was a time when I said, oh, he's like a wagon that's idling on a railway track. That is, that is shunting, as they say, on a railway track. Both sides, it's open to coupling with anybody, with any engine. So one day, the engine can be the BJP. The other day, the engine can be RJD. So this is Nitish Kumar is now a politician whose ideology is fully fungible, entirely fungible with power. So he, he can go and hitch to whatever engine gives him power. But that's been proven wrong because now you can see that he's not just an idling wagon. He's actually the engine that a bunch of other wagons. So no matter how long a wagon train you line up in Bihar politics, you need an engine to drive them. And that engine is Nitish Kumar. Because today, if you look at the situation, 80 members with RJD with the Jeshwi Yadav's party and he had contested last elections to be the chief minister of Bihar and came very close, came, came within a hair's breadth of upsetting BJP JDU. But even now, he's had to concede chief ministership to Nitish Kumar, which means he's got his big long wagon train with Congress in support, which others in support, yet he needs an engine, that is Nitish Kumar. So first description is proven wrong. Nitish Kumar is not an engine which can hitch on either side. This is, he is an engine who anybody with a wagon train needs in Bihar because he is a brand, he is chief minister, he is seen as personally corrupt, he is very astute, he knows his politics and in his politics also, he takes no prisoners. There is very little emotion to his politics, which is very important to be successful in power politics. So that description is wrong. The second description I've used for him in the past is a gymnast. I said then, uh, I think it was 586, uh, the episode. I said, and I've written this, that if Ramvilas Paswan was the most successful weather vane or Mossam Vigyanik, as they say in the Hindi heartland, weather vane of Indian politics, because he could also always figure 
which side was winning and end up on that side. Then Nitish Kumar was the gymnast. So he could go from this to the other, but he's not a gymnast. Because gymnast jumps from one to the other, almost with nothing behind him. In this case, Nitish Kumar is not jumping to get a ministry or get this or that or get ED off his back. Nitish Kumar actually, even having the smallest number of the three major parties in this current Bihar Assembly, number one is RJD, number two closely following RJD is BJP, and number three and a distant number three is JDU. And yet he can bring down the government of the large party that is BJP also with the power of the agencies and go to the largest party in the house and he can become the chief minister. So he's not a gymnast. He's actually quite a quite a ringmaster. He's not a gymnast in a circus. He's the ringmaster and he's not an idling wagon. He's the engine of Bihar politics. So both these descriptions have proven wrong and now I am so wary that I am not using a third one for him because who knows, I will be proven wrong once again. So just look at what's happened in Bihar so far and then I will explain to you some hypothesis. Nobody can be sure but some hypothesis as to why this dramatic change has happened now. Why a train that was running very smoothly, beautifully, uh, on a nice track, very comfortably, why did its engine certainly decouple and decided, de decided to shift tracks and go elsewhere? So there are some hypotheses that I'll talk about in just a couple of minutes. But meanwhile, see what has happened and who's Nitish Kumar. Nitish Kumar is a child of the emergency. He went to jail. He was a Lohiite. He was a socialist. He went to jail during the emergency. Mrs. Gandhi locked up a lot of her detractors. He was among them. He, Lalu Yadav, Mulayam Singh Yadav, these are all children of the emergency. Ravi Shankar Prasad from Bihar, George Fernandes, who was not native, not a native of Bihar, but effectively became a leader from Bihar. He was a native of Mangalore or southwestern coastline of India. Incidentally, since I'm mentioning George Fernandes, uh, I will tell you that just today I received a copy of this book. Uh, this is this Life and Times of George Fernandez, a wonderfully written biography. I've started reading it by Rahul Ramagundam. Great job by the author. George Fernandez was a great character of Indian politics. And I will just tell you, it's a distraction, a very tiny story about it. So you see in the Indian Express, there is a weekly product called Idea Exchange. When we When somebody of consequence visits Indian Express newsroom and talks to its staff. So the first guest in that series was George Fernandez when he was Defense Minister of India. So as he walked into the office, he stuck his hand out to shake mine. And I said, George, don't shake my hand. I've got a flu. He said, nothing, doesn't matter. Nothing will happen to me. I'm not pedigreed. So that's the kind of politician George Fernandez was. Interesting life, interesting book, check it out. And meanwhile, we get back to our theme. But the fact is that all of these old Loeyites, old socialists, not, not, not Ravi Shankar Prasad, he was, he was in the RSS and Jansan, all of these old socialists, all, these, all of these old Loeyites and socialists are children of the emergency. 1977, he gets released from jail. Then he fights his first election in the state assembly. 1989, he comes to parliament. Until then, 
his party that is the socialist party is very strongly opposed to the bjp as is its leader which is george fernandez in fact the ideological principle on which the morarji desai led janta party government fell in a very short while it did not last even a full 2 years the basic issue was that people like george fernandez and other socialists raised the issue of what was called as dual membership so they said those who have come from the jansangh because all these four parties had combined to become one party so jansangh had also become not a constituent of janta party but they had got dissolved in janta party so they said socialists said they can't continue to have dual membership now it was all cynically done because you know before after thereafter during etc etc they all shared that space from people who had dual membership at that point because many other forces political forces not some evil foreign forces political forces were at work although some people think the russians had something to do with it but i don't know unless i have seen some evidence but the fact is that the reason the excuse that was used the moral excuse to bring down the morarji government was that the former janasangh members there had continued to be members of the rss which was unacceptable now the same people the same george fernandez who had now set up in the course of time samata party joined the nda alliance with the bjp and became in fact a very key minister defense minister in the vajpayee cabinet then it went through many iterations and many changes samta dal's party became jdu janata dal united in the course of time then nitish kumar sidelined george fernandez particularly as george fernandez grew older and then nitish kumar emerged as the preeminent leader of jdu nitish kumar became a cabinet minister at the center he had agriculture he had railways key portfolios in the vajpayee cabinet and 2005 came his chance of becoming chief minister he was then partners with the bjp the first election of 2005 he and the bjp fell short and that election was indecisive so in fact what i'll do is i will just tell you the numbers in bihar elections from then until now you can draw your own conclusions and i will also give you my analysis so 2005 won that means there were two elections in 2005 so this is the first election of 2005 jdu got 55 seats out of 243 55 seats bjp got 37 seats so 55 and 37 is actually way less than even a 100 so way less than 122 which was needed for a majority so they fell short rjd had 75 congress had had 10 85 but you know what sanya bhai kotwal ab dar kahe ka when my lover is the sheriff what do i have to worry about so at that point upa was in power in delhi and upa's governor buta singh was the boss in patna so they used whatever powers the center uses and buta singh behaved exactly the way bjp governors are behaving now and he was an old old player at this and they tried to bring in some kind of a non bjp non jdu government but that was an experiment that was bound to fail that there was also a questioning tough president in uh, in, in new delhi rashtrapati rashtrapati bhavan that is apj kalam so that didn't happen and the state went under president's rule in that rule in that very year 
there was another election later in early winter and what happened in that election in that election the momentum that nitesh had built up in his favor got strengthened so in that election in that election was decisive nitesh's party got 88 seats that's eight more than what <coughs> rjd has now it got 88 seats bjp got 55 seats so they had a comfortable big majority no problem because that comes to 143 so no problem 143 in a house of 243 so they came to power and then nitish kumar ran a very good government so suddenly for a bihar which has suffered under lalu's complete completely messy anarchic raj i know people like to call it jungle raj but i avoid saying that but really uh, all lalu promised his people were social justice that there'd be empowerment of middle caste and lower caste but beyond that nothing was done for bihar bihar in fact in, in fact it went backwards in many ways because there was a lot more crime whatever little investment was there went away a lot of flight of talent took place nitish now did a fantastic job in the first 5 years and it had begun to show in bihar's roads and bihar's villages in bihar's power situation he had really innovative schemes like free bicycles to women who were going to school women who will, who will go to class 9 from class 8 and that increased the number of young women getting educated in bihar which had great which had great downstream uh, results and great downstream benefits so that was the golden era of nitish 2010 election nitish had now begun to get lazy in a way because he had figured that he was going to win no matter what happens and he was right 2010 election because for 5 years people in bihar were hungered for some development said some some decent governance they had seen it they were so grateful that he won a huge majority so huge that at that point that was the highest majority a party had got or a group had got in a major state in india i know that sikkim etc had different uh, had a different records had higher records in this but in a major state so 2010 jdu got 115 partner bjp got 91 which means together they got 206 seats 206 in a house of 243 so these two won almost almost 90 90% of uh, of the seats in the state that was a big thing because to to these 206 also add what ramvilas paswan's ljp won so that was a big sweep but it looks like after that nitish slowed down and bihar hasn't quite achieved very much since then so 2015 something else happened 2014 by that time nitish had fought with the bjp because this is this was the post vajpayee era nitish blamed narendra modi for what happened in gujarat during the riots although at that point he did not break away from nda but now he wasn't even willing to welcome modi coming into bihar and they broke up and nitish contested that parliament election on his own on his own he might have been so popular but in a state with 40 lok sabha seats he won how many seats two seats so he was wiped out because it was the modi wave when that happened he said i take moral responsibility and i am resigning as chief minister so he resi- resigned as chief minister but sure enough he appointed one of his own people which is which is jitendra ram manji and he said he is the chief minister so 
obviously i will run the government from outside but even that didn't last more than a few months he got rid of manji he became chief minister again and now contested elections contested elections this time not in partnership with bjp but in partnership with rjd and congress or as a member of the mahagathbandhan so 2015 nitish kumar was still chief minister of, he was again going to be chief minister of, but now he's a he was a part of the mahagathbandhan so 2015 numbers again jdu got 71 bjp got 53 now 53 was way far short of the majority mark 71 was also short but rjd got more seats than than nitish kumar so rjd got 80 seats and yet nitish was made chief minister in 2015 bjp got 53 congress got 27 so congress 27 80 with rjd 107 and 71 with jdu 178 it was a very safe stable government until in 2017 nitish decided for his own reasons that he wasn't happy with what was going on because he might have seen that one he knew that rjd had got more seats than him tejasvi was much younger than him tejasvi was building Uh, a personality a presence a brand of his own tejasvi if anything had at least 10 times of his own caste based vote base than nitish kumar nitish kumar is a kurmi but not not more than 3% of his caste base so he may have figured that he is better off with the bjp also bjp is in power in delhi he is also imposed his prohibition his state is short of money he needs more help from delhi etc etc so he switched he got rid of tejasvi he filed a case of corruption against him forced tejasvi to resign and overnight shifted to the bjp so elected in partnership with mahagathbandhan he now became a chief minister in partnership with the bjp so once again it was a tail wagging the dog although to be fair in this case he had more seats than the bjp he had 71 and the bjp had 53 then comes 2020 2020 something doubly interesting happened because by this time bjp was also beginning to play games with nitish kumar they wasn't they were they weren't going to give, give him long robes so bjp knew that they had no choice but to concede chief ministership to him but they wanted to weaken him as much as possible and i tell you how they did it look at the numbers in 2020 2020 jdu got just 43 seats just 43 seats a party that in 2000 in the second that in 2005 in the second elections had got 88 2010 100 15 got 43 43 in 2020 was jdu's lowest number in 15 years 2005 first election 55 that was the low, lowest yet now it was 43 bjp on the other hand was 74 rjd was just marginally above bjp 75 and the congress in partnership with rjd was 19 and then if you added others left etc rjd was a few seats short five seats were taken away by asaduddin owaisi as we told you earlier four of those mlas later defected to lalu's party or tejasvi's party that's why that party is now 80 strong now what happened in 2020 and therein lie the seeds of the distrust that might have resulted in nitish's move now because ultimately the question is the question that we have to declutter is 
what is it that made that that motivated nitish to do what he's doing right now that is to leave a comfortable position because being partners with the bjp also means that you have the protection from agencies etc in delhi uh, but why has he taken this risk now so in 2020 elections why did jdu get only 43 seats that's because lok jan shakti party now led by chirag paswan ram vilas paswan's son and his heir political heir he said that he was going to contest on his own but he will put up candidates only against jdu candidates he said he will not put up any candidates on seats where bjp was contesting because this was an alliance between bjp and jdu in some seats bjp was contesting in some seats jdu was contesting so jdu was contesting in about 125 seats but chirag paswan and his ljp only put up candidates in those seats as a result if you look at any demographics or any caste based vote split in bihar it's evident that ljp or chirag paswan made jdu lose anything between 25 to 30 seats it was as a result of that that jdu was left with just 43 so that left obviously nitish kumar is not a fool with the feeling that bjp wants me finished now because it was very risky for the bjp to play this game very audacious because if jdu had lost another 5 or 7 seats then rjd congress would have come to power and bjp would have lost a big state but they were so hungry for chief ministership in bihar and they were so they were so keen or so impatient to get rid of nitish kumar that they played this game so i think the seeds of the distrust were laid at that point now once again understand one more set of numbers 2005 second election jdu has the highest number of seats so nitish can be chief minister it's fine 2010 again jdu has the highest number of seats so nitish is chief minister that's fine 2015 he has the second highest number of seats rjd is higher but rjd doesn't have a full majority so bjp has 53 he has many more than bjp he is chief, chief minister so that's also fine 2020 he has just a little over half the seats that bjp or rjd have and yet he is the chief minister that is the leverage of having a chief ministerial brand so he's been riding that leverage now where does his where does his big insecurity comes come from right now i told you the seeds of distrust came in from that ljp chirag paswan operation the operation by the self styled or self proclaimed uh, modi ji ka hanuman right but he also knows that he also he also has been watching or must have been watching i haven't spoken with him and he hasn't told me anything but i can make an assessment he also must be watching the fate of all of bjp's allies one by one all the allies have fallen by the wayside they've either been dumped by the bjp or they've been broken by the bjp or they bjp is used sam dam dan bhed ed cbi etc cbdt etc etc to break them to take their people away the latest example is the shiv sena of course you can say that shiv sena is the first one to have betrayed the bjp but now bjp has broken the shiv sena uh, before that and no leaders like that because these are parties run by one leader shiv sena 
Thakre's thought that was a family-run party. They had never imagined that somebody would vacuum clean their party as the way the BJP is done. And that scared all of the BJP's allies. BJP dumped Akali Dal just a couple of years back and see what's happened to the Akali Dal and how they are being treated and how they were treated when they were thrown out. LJP, Lok Jan Shakti Party, not, it's not even... They might have been used in the last elections, 2020 elections, but now they, they, are, they are not even listed as constituents of NDA and they count for nothing in Bihar politics, forget national politics. In distant Assam, Boro People's Front, discarded by the BGP, they were used in the previous election. Assam again, Assam Gan Parishad, they were the bigger party, they partnered the BJP, now BJP has cannibalized their votes completely, vacuum cleaned all their support base, AGP is now just, just a tiny shell of what it used to be, finished. In, even in Tamil Nadu, BJP backed OPS, not EPS, and BJP thought that through OPS, they will take control of the party or they will have their ally or their favorite take control of the party. That didn't happen. EPS has taken over the party. Now his party people have been criticizing the BJP. BJP on the other hand is still hoping that OPS will come up with some miracle. But the fact is that that is one more ally which has seen or at least in its own view would see this as the BJP's kiss of death. And then you have you see others, Telugu Desham Party, Chandra Babu Naidu's party, they've been partners, they've been dumped. Uh, BJP is now having sort of a bittersweet relationship with YSR and BJD. BJD is a former partner in Odisha, but YSR is not a YSR CP is not a former partner. So now everybody thinks that BJP is a troublesome ally. Look at how Nitish Kumar would read this to, picture. RCP Singh, who was who was his favorite, his favorite bureaucrat, very powerful bureaucrat, so powerful that while he was there, he did not even let Prashant Kishore acquire any real power, although he was like the second senior most minister in uh, Nitish's cabinet. RCP Singh now had come to Delhi, he was given Rajya Sabha, he became a cabinet minister, but Nitish had begun to believe that one, he became a cabinet minister without Nitish's approval, so he was basically striking his own relationship with the BJP. Also, Nitish thought he was suspicious that BJP was now building RCP Singh, very articulate, uh, very ambitious, very organized, very energetic, but more importantly, also a fellow Kurmi of Nitish Kumar. So, could, could be used to attack the same vote banks. He might have worried about the BJP using a method similar to the way they used with Shiv Sena, use Shiv Sanic to break the Shiv Sena and that might have been the latest trigger. That getting into the tent with BJP as an ally is like getting into the tent with the elephant. The old metaphor is inviting the elephant to the tent, right? But in this case, you are entering the elephant's tent and at some point the elephant will crush you. And that, that sounds to me like the most likely explanation why Nitish Kumar has chosen the route that he has chosen. So for now, the government has changed in Bihar, a very important state for the BJP. So this is now a big shift in national politics. Uh, BJP is right now, right now licking its wounds and it will do so for some time. But you can be sure, soon enough, it will strike back. So as we said uh, in the very beginning of this episode, in Indian politics, you can never tell where a fire will, will be lit up and how. But most fires, when they are lit up, 
are never put out fully.